Messi. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, February 11th. The 2022 college lacrosse season is fully underway. Brennan O'Neill's already the best lacrosse player on the planet. I'm Jordy from Barstool, and back with me this year on the second mic, we've got my good friend and yours. It is Dukes. Dukes, what's going on, brother? And not, back season. Not, not much. I mean, you guys might notice we're, we're missing one familiar voice to the pod, Jake uh, Shido. Um, he's got them, some things going on, so it's just going to be me and Jordy for right now. I'm kicking it, but college across is back. What's not to complain? Yeah, uh, real quick, just so that there's there's no speculation about shit going on. Uh, Shido, he's he's a he's he's got himself a nice new fancy job. He's doing his best to grow the game down in his home state of Georgia. So he's coaching a high school team down there. Uh, you know, he's also got a wife who loves him, so he probably wants <laughs> to spend a little bit of time with her. So uh, Shido's just uh, you know the the schedule's tough, but you know I'm I'm sure that he'll pop around every once in a while here and there. So uh, Shido, we're gonna miss you there. But uh, tell you what we're not going to be missing anymore is going to be college lacrosse because it got underway last weekend. And uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing to talk about is that there's just going to be pain and suffering for anybody in the nation this year who has to cover 34 on Duke. I mean, also the, the one thing that stood out in that Duke Robert Morris game was the pace going from 80 seconds to the 60 second shot clock. People were running up and down the field, and Brendan O'Neill was terrorizing the defenses. Um, I mean, you saw, like, people left him off. It was so hilarious on Lax Twitter. People were like, how do you leave Brendan O'Neill off the Tawar Time watch list? It's the people from inside lacrosse that are complaining about him. Like, you guys fucking left him off. What are we, what are we talking about here? You guys left him off. You guys are the ones complaining about it. Um, but, yeah, Brendan O'Neill's back, and he looks better than ever. Yeah. Um, one, I mean, conspiracy theory already. I, I think that you leave them off just to drum up some, some people talking, some chatter. Um, you know, if, if you put them on right now, there, there wouldn't really be much of it. I mean, I guess Schellenberger is going to give them a run for his money this year. That, there's yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, they're going to be giving each other a run for their money for the next three years, which is absolutely insane that these kids are, are both sophomores and <laughs> that uh, there, there's going to be so much more of them to come. Um, but you know, you, you leave them off. You get people talking like, what? How's he not on the watch list? Realistically, it's like, hey, fuck face. It's February. Who gives a shit about it towards <laughs> and watch list? Like, we're still months away from any of this actually mattering. Um, pipe down, you idiots. Fucking laugh. Uh, you know what? It feels good. We're back. Yeah. I, it's, it's the first full week of the season, and I already hate lax Twitter. I, that, I was about to say, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, for a second, I was like, it doesn't feel like lacrosse season. I'm in my college basketball mode. Then last weekend on the train ride home from Boston, I was like, fucking lacrosse Twitter's got me all hyped up again. Fuck this shit. Like, I was losing my mind. But I need to ask you a question because when we started the pod, you said Brendan O'Neill's the best player in the country. So are you going with that? You're going him over Shelly? Yeah, and when I said that, I'm, I'm of the belief that I, I said the planet. And that includes, like, I, I think that Brennan O'Neill right now, you could put, I think that he would be the best player in the, like, I think Wait, that he's the best lacrosse player on the planet right now. This is, this is, this is great for the pod because I am the same relief with Connor Schellenberger. I'm, like, fully convinced that he could play mid-year attack in the PLL right now and be a top 10 player. No doubt about it. I, 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 I would, I would, I would, 
I would say, okay, I would say that Shelly, Shelly's probably up there. I would say that he's probably like a top three lacrosse player on the planet right now. But I don't know, man. Brendan O'Neill, just the size that he has and like, I don't know, like we, we saw it last year too, but like it, he was still like a freshman. So like there was still a little part of him. He wasn't your typical freshman, but like he, he's still like, oh, like look at this like cute little mutant baby, this this giant mutant baby, oh, the cute little freshman. Like now that he has that year under his belt, like he had that one goal in the Robert Morris game. I think it was like, I guess it was a sixth of the night. So like, how are, <laughs> how are you? Like, thanks for coming out RMU. Um, but that coming up the alley, the, the little, like the jump fake that did absolutely nothing. Like the jump fake yeah. didn't do anything. It got the defender's feet to stop a little bit, which like, you know, I guess that did the trick. Cause then he was able to just like run through the guy. Um, but like just like shit like that, where it's like he knows that he's so much bigger, faster, and stronger than anybody that he's going up against. That like he's toying with people now, and this kid is like sixteen weeks into his college lacrosse career, right? Like he he had all like last year's spring semester, and now he's one week into this one, and he's already just toying with people. Like it's like it, he he has to do shit like that just to make the game interesting for himself i i don't want to disrespect robert morris actually played a better game than it was going it was actually 10-1 within five minutes of playing time i was like this is gonna get ugly they fought back all that the coaching staff i'm talking to the coaching staff of robert morris they were sliding to like the seventh midi on duke early and just leaving brendan o'neill wide open i'm like what do you know do you know what you're doing right now you're leaving the top, a top two player in college across wide open on the crease just so we can run through some chicks uh, some uh, uh, well well you're yeah. leaving a top one player in college across this is this is where we're going to disagree all year but i love this i love this shit college across and we even get you know who we even fu- you know i even forgot about my fucking guy pat cavanaugh pat cavanaugh we're, we're not even getting to him and it's like the, the, the top of the college across is so elite this year the draft class for the pll is so elite this year it's gonna be a fun year of college across but i think it's very top heavy yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean the 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 I I think right now, with the state of college lacrosse that we're in right now, I do think, and and maybe this kind of backfires on what I was saying earlier about like who gives a shit about a, a Tawarton watch list in February. I do think that the Tawarton race this year in college lacrosse. I have a feeling that's going to be a hell of a lot more interesting than the actual like national championship race. I I think that there are so many more guys who you could put up for that award than there are teams that you could be like, Oh yeah, I could definitely see them playing on Memorial day. 1000%. And just like talking through it. I mean, how many guys could be on the tour time list for Virginia? People forget about Matt Moore, but you got Schellenberger. Also, you obviously have Brendan O'Neill, got Pat Cavanaugh from Notre Dame. But then you look at a team like Maryland, where they come back, they're hungry. They lost in the national championship last year. They dipped into the portal. They got some really good players. Do you think – I think Maryland, in my belief, is the top two, three team in the country this year, and this is coming from a hater last year. Do you think anyone on that team could realistically win the Tawarton? I, I mean, yeah, if I, – I guess you'd, you'd put Wisnowskis up there. Like, he, he's going to – yeah, he's gonna be I, he's gonna be in the mix all year. Um, but like it's legitimate a, contender. Yeah, it, but it, it's it's a little bit different. Like I, I just I don't know if he's like a uh, like 
at Maryland is a lot more all the all these teams have players who can like they're, they're deep, right? But yeah. I feel like Maryland always feels like they're a little bit more by committee than the rest of them. Like obviously, obviously Duke is loaded. Obviously, it's not going to be Brendan O'Neill having to do it all all the time. Um, but like there are games where it's like okay, yeah, like Brendan O'Neill took over this game, and then the opponent didn't even have a, a chance to breathe. Um, with with Maryland, like Logan Wazowski is going to have those big games. Like I, I th- what do you have? Like five goals and and a few assists yeah. in, in their opener against High Point. Like a huge game, but. It's also like, oh yeah, like they also just have like eleven different guys who will get on on the score sheet. So, like maybe that hurts him a little bit, but I, I he'll probably end up there in in the conversation towards the end of the year. There, there's always but, the but top I think, but I think, guys. Yeah, but but then you you got the guys yeah. that we've already, the Brendan O'Neill, Schellenberger. Obviously, you have to put Matt Moore up there. Pat Cav will be there all year long. So, um, I mean, I, I just think that there are way more elite players than there are elite teams this year. Um, and like, I don't know, like, uh, like teams like High Point, teams like like Bobby Moe, like these teams like who who come out here and they can play a good game. Like they're not, the score might be a shit pumping. It, it's a little bit closer than maybe maybe it looks. And obviously it's February, so you can't take everything that happens in February like that much. Like you can't put that much stock in it. Yep. But it just feels like. I don't know. Like you look at the way that college lacrosse has moved over the last few years, like teams like a high point or like a, like a Richmond or, or anything like any, any of those teams in, in that, in those like types of like mid tier conferences for so long, it felt like they were kind of closing the gap on, on some of like the higher profile teams, like your, you know, like your ACCs um, mm-hmm. or your Ivies. And it, it seemed like there, we were getting to a point in college lacrosse where maybe there, there was a little bit more parity, um, and then I think what we've seen in like the past, like two, three years is all those teams like Duke and Virginia just said, well, hold up. We're about to blow you the fuck out of the water. And like, now that gap is just blown, blown wide open again. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the top 20 in college across right now. And let's just like, I'm just going to read out one, one through seven, what inside the cross has, they got Virginia, Maryland, Duke, Georgetown, Notre Dame. UNC, Yale for the top seven. And Yale's the team that comes to mind. Yale, uh, I was thinking that for the most part, I would only take six of those teams in the top seven. But Yale, I want to see what Yale does because they do have a lot of guys like Brando. Um, they got some freshmen that like, didn't really play yet. So I just want to see what, what they can do with their talent because they've, they've been taking off for two years. You just forget about these guys. Now how talented they are. Because Yale was a top three program before the COVID protocols. Yeah, I, I will be very interested to see how the Ivies do after not playing in forever. Um, I almost forgot that they were a conference. Like, I don't know, like the, the way I see it, like, you know, you're looking ahead super, super early, still three and a half, three, close to four months away, like looking at Memorial Day, it's going to be Duke. It's going to be Virginia. It's probably going to be Maryland. And then you've got like UNC Georgetown and like maybe like one Ivy in the mix. Like, but, but there's just like, come on. I got to say Notre Dame. You you got to say Notre Dame. And, and and I also have to cover my bases just in case Ryder's a little, little bored and listening to this episode. So uh, Ryder, I'm I'm not counting you guys out. Um, But it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't really see 
anybody else having a, a legitimate chance. No. That was like, the, like that, and, and like even like even like the Albanies or like the Penn States or like a like a Lehigh, like a, like a team like that who's like been in the mix. I just think that right now the top of college lacrosse is so far ahead that there's just like it, it's going to be one of those years where you can close your eyes and just know exactly what what's going to occur. Well, I'm going to give you. I'm going to say two things though. There's going to there's two teams. I mean, I don't think I'm breaking news with Utah. There's two teams that I believe. You remember when Bryant gave Virginia that scare in the first round of the tournament last year? It was like through three quarters, it looked like Bryant was going to beat Virginia. So I think that Bryant could give it to, they could return like everybody. They're going to give someone a t- scare in the tournament, and I think Utah's going to give someone a scare in the tournament. I think that this is Utah's breakout year. They played a close game with Denver. Um, I just think those, those are two sleeper teams. But like sleepers, kind, kind of a BS term, because at the, at the end of the day, we all know that the powerhouses are going to come out on top. But those are just yeah. two teams I wanted to shout out personally. I mean, I would love if Utah just becomes like just just comes in and knocks someone off. Um, they've also got like such like a six get like Denver and then Vermont. Like if 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 you were a skier or a snowboarder, I would just like be a Utah groupie and just follow them around on their schedule all year. Um, <laughs> be the team manager. Yeah, just team manager and just bring my skis with me. I can't wow. snowboard. I'm too much of a fucking dork. Um, oh, by the way, little little breaking news here as we are recording. So this is this is Thursday night. Little, uh, you know, we, we don't have a producer and I'm not tech savvy enough to put a little breaking news alert in here. But a new Tawartan Award watch list has been released. Wow. Brennan O'Neill's on it. Blow, really? Blow, are you serious? Lo and behold, the guy that's a hot scored, take. The guy who scored nine goals in two games is uh is is now on the towards and watch list. So everyone who was complaining about it on Lax Twitter, pipe down. Uh yeah, Brendan O'Neill and Schellenberger both both on there. So uh You know so who's gonna no- hate this conversation about the tour time list is Jerry Rag and He's I saw that he was making a little push for like a Petey Lasalle or Mike Sisselberger to like make the uh tour time this year. Yes, I mean Sisselberger is uh he he's on here on this watch list. Uh, yeah. So so is Petey trying to look at how many uh how many face off guys. Alex Stathakis, uh, Jr. from Denver, he's on the list. Okay, we've also got Zach Cole from St. Joe's. Uh, all right, so so plenty plenty of face off love for the watch list. So Jerry, enjoy it for now. You. Yeah, enjoy it for now. Ban, ban the face off. They only yeah. have so many more years on the watch list. Yeah, call call me when when I love sis, but tell, call me when he's uh, putting up six goals a game. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, so uh, yeah, so what were we talking about? We were talking. Oh, Utah. Yeah, I I would love Utah. Yeah, I mean, again, I, it's it's nice to. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think like, like high point has kind of been that team for a few years where everyone's yeah. like, yeah, they could come in, they could knock you. And like, they have, like they, they've, they've beaten it's teams injured. in, in February. So take that for what it's worth, but they've, they've beaten teams and like, they've kind of been that, that under that like non blue blood program that you, if you go into a game, not taking them seriously, like you're going to walk out of there with an L Um and I don't know, they just never really were able to do anything with that. So now I'm, 
I've reversed on high point and I'm just going to count them out all the time until they prove me wrong. Um, still love Asher. I think he had like seven points in the first game. So he's, he's going to do pretty well for himself, get a nice little high draft pick in the PLL this summer. I just don't see high point being a team that's going to go deep into May. Um, but Utah would be, would be really cool to watch. Yeah. Just, just competitive little matchup. I mean, the funny thing about high point is I feel like it was like three or four years ago. They beat Duke in February. I was like, this is their year to make the tournament. And then they didn't win the SOCON, so they didn't make the tournament. Um, and they just fell off. It was like, for a little bit, it was trendy. It was like, pick, pick high point for the upset in February and then always count on Duke to disappoint in February. And then this year, it was high point didn't really make it that competitive, and Duke blew the fucking doors off. So I was like, all my logic right now with college across is just out the window. Everything that I trusted and known for the past five to ten years is just out the window. Um, but the only thing that stays constant is the top dogs. Yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly right. Um, I will say, I, now watching, watching the top dog, like watching top dogs like Virginia, as far as the actual play on the field goes, is awesome. I do have to mention, um, and obviously th- this episode's a little all over the place, not, not really, a, it's, we're just freestyling here to get back into the swing of things. Um, but Virginia... They're uniforms. They need to do something about those uniforms before we get too deep in the season because right now they are the worst-looking elite team that I've maybe ever seen. If, if they don't win the national championships, the jerseys have to take at least 35% of the blame. Uh, who was it? Diggs? Diggs tweeted out the photo, and he goes, the, like, these, these jerseys are trash. And I was like, I don't know. They're not, they're not that bad. And then I saw – a picture of them playing. I saw videos of them playing. I was like, Oh my God, it's way worse than I thought. It, they're, they're terrible. Like the, the shoulder lines are horrific. And, and the, the helmets that they've been wearing, and I, I guess they're probably wearing them this weekend too. With the, the white helmet with the blue chin. It's like, Hey guys, like you, you've got like, like the past few years, yeah, they've been wearing the sleeveless, which is like a, a, a pretty dusty look, but their helmets have like always – their helmets have always saved them, though. Like, mm-hmm. they've always still – they've managed to make sleeveless not like a, a – you say you like it. I, I'm not I, crazy. I come around on it. But, I come around they, on it. I guess. It, it, I, I don't mind – but sometimes they would wear the ones that would have like the little stripe on the end of the of like the shoulder cutoff, and that would look a little weird to me. But either way, the, regardless of your stance on the sleeveless, they were able to to overcome that look with their helmets, like just like the the full burnt orange uh, burn that they were wearing for the tournament. So nice. Uh, pretty much all their helmets that were just like super clean, super crisp. And then this one just like looks ridiculous with a, I don't even know what the logo is on the helmet, but it looks like they got off like, like clip art. Um, so Virginia, the, the font on the Jersey is just like dog shit. I don't know what so that, it may, maybe it's a new font for the school. Whoever, whoever they hired for that redesign, like see you later. Should get fired right away? Um, so Virginia really needs to figure something out because if I'm going to have to watch them deep into May wearing those hideous uniforms, I might just, I might become a baseball guy. And oh, please don't do that. Oh, that's, that, that sounded gross off the year. And also I feel like no matter what, even when Virginia had those down years, the one thing you always counted on Virginia for was having stees. They always ha- at least had stees. 
They always looked nice. When they were getting blown out, it looked nice. When they weren't mis- mis- making the tournament, it looked nice. I think that they've always had the cleanest trip out of every college across team. I don't know how you feel about that, but, like, Maryland I thought was gross, especially in the early 2010s. I, I, feel, I, feel, like, I feel like you're really overlooking the gate identity phase. Yeah. Those, yeah, those, yeah, those. yeah, 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 I take, cut it, cut it, cut it, <laughs> oh, no. cut it, cut it, cut those it, cut I mean, poor Steel Stanwick, one of the best, one of the best to play college lacrosse, and he was just stuck with dog shit, like, he had the gate identity helmet, and then also those Nike uniforms that they wore then, they weren't the only team to, to wear those ones, um, I, I think Penn State also had them, but, like, just the thick stripe, like, right across like the top of the collarbone all the way across the, the shoulders that with the gate identity was just, that was a tough look and poor steel had to, had to do that. If only the transfer portal was a thing while he was around, although he got a national championship, he's not too worried about it. How's that ring looking? Um, but moral of the story, Virginia is, it, they're very up and down with, with their drip. They have the ability to look unbelievable, and then they also have the ability to look unbelievably shitty um, early on this season where the, the pendulum is on just total dog shit. You know, I also want to know um, from a player's perspective of things. I mean, I'm sure, like, when we got shitty merch, I'd be like, this, this is gross. But when they, got, when they got the jerseys, are they just sitting there like, what the fuck did our equipment manager do? Or like, what happened to our jerseys? Do you think they know right off the, right off the, like, oh, this is gross? Or do you think they try to pretend like, oh, this is cool. We'll, 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 we'll win in this too. Uh, I, I, think, I think you have to know. Yeah. They, have, they have to know it sucks. Do you think they talk? Do you think, do you think they talk to Lars? Like, Lars, come on. You got, you got to hook us up. We got to switch jerseys right now. We're the laughing stock of Black's Twitter. We're getting what? memed out of the asshole. Fun, fun little story here. So I, I forget what year it was in when I was in college. It was either like my freshman or sophomore year. Um, was was never really invited to the to to the to the merch design at, at any point, but certainly not as a freshman or sophomore. Um, but we we had shooting shirts, and like our our slogan at the time was like like we want to like work harder than anybody else out there. And we're going to do like all this stuff harder than anybody. Like, yeah, like we're going to be gritty. We're going to do it harder than you. <laughs> and, and I don't know whose idea it was on our team, whether it was a coach or a captain, but on the bottom of our shooting shirts, they decided to put harder. <laughs> so, so we all, you know, we, we show up like first day of a fall ball and like, everyone's wearing a shirt where like right above your ass it it says harder we had the shirts for a week we were listen we were d3 we didn't have much of a budget and we were like i we don't care what you have to do we're like send these back we're, we're getting something different to wear over top of our ass that doesn't say harder um so i mean if 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 a, if a small little d3 school can can have the ability to be like you know these are fucking trash I, I think that Matt Moore could probably walk into Lars's office and be like, buddy, like, do, do you want like a third ring? I can get you a third ring right now. Just give me a different uniform. <laughs> I mean, I, the, that phase, you, you saying the bottom of the, shoot, the, uh, the shooting shirt with the writing on it, that brought me back to, to, to like 2012, 2013. Why, why did shooting shirts stop that? When 
it would have the writing below the jersey. I mean, I, I didn't want it wanted to say harder, but just like, like a little <laughs> catchphrase, like anything but harder works. But that we did we, we, we ended we ended we ended up with compete too, which which isn't even much better. Who is whoever you did your merch? Better never make his merch for the sun ever, sun ever again. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so funny. Do you uh, um going going off? I guess that you you saying that getting the third ring. Where who who would you pick preseason pick for the national championship? Who who would you say is coming home with it? Uh, I mean, I mean, right right now, I'm I'm just gonna go Duke. Yeah, because this I, is your I, final answer. I've never been wrong in my life, so I'm gonna go with Virginia. I just there there's got to come a point where I don't know. This is tough, but I'm, I'm going Duke. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not picking a three peat. I can't see a three peat. Um, Neither can I. But how sick would it be? How cool would it be if Lars just like kind of walked into Virginia? When was the last time there was a three peat in college? Across? You know what? Here's here's what I'll say. I think I think Virginia they get to to championship weekend. If they play in the national championship game, it's a three peat. But I think that okay. they lose they lose in, in the, in the semifinal, but I just, I don't see them losing a national championship game. I do see them losing a semifinal game coming down to the wire. All right. I got, I got, I got to take now. I got, if we're doing the, if Sands and Butts, I got to take now. If they play Maryland in, in the final four, I don't think they make it. I just, I, I, I really have that thing with just, you just don't forget last season. You just don't forget last season. You you can never forget last season. Um, Not at the rent. Not at the rent. We're going back to the rent this year, baby. We're going back. Um, and and if not them, then I don't know. Give me Jacksonville. They kept it. They kept it tight against Hopkins. Pretty pretty solid outing by the Finns. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville good or does Hopkins suck? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and and say a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I think that that was one of the games where everyone l- looking at the uh, you know l- looking at the lines for for last weekend. I think a lot of people kind of sniffed that one out. Um, I mean, just just looking at the at the box score here, yeah, Joey not- jo- jo- Joey Epstein six shots, zero zero points. So Hopkins might need to figure that one out. I got to find this guy's stats. Okay, this is – so I was watching Rutgers-Maris yesterday, right? And it was a close game, 13-10. Maris looked pretty good, 13-10 Rutgers on top. This guy, Mitch Bartolo, he had a fucking hammer. He, he was like painting corners, blah, 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 in the first quarter. And then I was like, oh, shit, this guy's, this guy's painting. He, he's, he's Picasso with it. No, I was so wrong. Only when he hits K to see Picasso. He went – he went three for 18 on his shots. Right <laughs> and I did a tweet off the green side. I'm like, this motherfucker is Picasso with it. And Joe Keeks like, did like a very intricate painting. He's like, yeah, this is the painting because he just could not hit the corners. I saw one shot. I was like, oh, Picasso. Hey, I like this. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Um, imagine just pulling up and letting it rip every single time the ball touches your stick. 
He was he was the crease cranker. Like he was the crease cranker on his high school team that was like, yo, let it rip from wherever you want. It's a smart idea, you know, like and especially, you know, with the shortened shot clock, like maybe you get lucky, you get a little rebound, you get a you get a fresh possession. It's it's a goalie got Yeah, I mean he can't stop all of them, right? You, yeah. You not, I mean, maybe Joey Epstein thought wrong, but um, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a high volume it's a high volume play. I like it. It's it's thinking outside the box. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe you pad the stats a little bit for the goalie, give him a false sense of of uh, you know confidence, and then you just let it rip and and sting a few corners on your way out. Yeah, I mean, there's a philosopher out there, Dion Waiters, and I think he one time said, "I'd rather go zero for 40. <laughs> Then 0 for 8. Because going 0 for 8 meant I lost my confidence. So just keep fucking shooting. Shoot or shoot. Oh, my God. You do have to shoot to get hot. So, um, and yeah, I mean, it worked out. I, that is, it, it, it is, it's so tough. Like this early in the season, it's always a little tough to follow all these games. Um, one, especially because you still got a bunch of other shit going on. Like, you know, like the Olympics are going on right now. Still got the Super Bowl. Um, you know, a whole, whole bunch of college basketball going on so like it, it's tough to like follow all the games and then also like you just get like all these random games like like a Rutgers Maris game or you know you have all these all these tough matchups that you wouldn't typically be like oh yeah like let's let's watch that like a uh I don't know, Ohio State Detroit no offense Detroit but I'm never gonna watch a Detroit lacrosse game in my life um especially so early like, season ball like you, you only want to watch like you want to watch the duke on a friday night it, it, my biggest problem with college across scheduling especially right now is you put all these games on saturdays it's like this is for me i mean i'm a huge college basketball fan i help run the college basketball account so i, I have to watch these games and i'm almost like putting like lacrosse on like a laptop it's like put these games on sundays when you're not competing with texas kansas for college basketball when it's about to be march madness but these games on a sunday Play them on Tuesdays, play them on Wednesdays, play them when people can actually have time to watch them. I, I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and like, I listen, like, there are a bunch of, I, I'm going to use the, the term, like, um, in, in an endearing way. Like, there are a bunch of lacrosse nerds out there who, like, I don't know how much they're actually sports fans as much as they are lacrosse fans. So, like, they're going to, like, watch everything, they're going to eat all that shit up. If you're anyone though that's like a like a sports fan who just happens who also loves lacrosse, yeah, like the early like February lacrosse, it's a little tough to follow just because there it there's still so much shit going on. Like again, like like the waste management opens going on. Like that'll probably be on way more TVs than lacrosse. So like if you're going to a bar on a Saturday, like tough tough luck getting them to turn off, you know golf or, or whatever to, to throw on a lacrosse game. So, um, but it, it, it's just funny though, like the shit that happens in February that sometimes flies under the radar, like a guy like Mitch Bartolo going three for 18. Oh, oh yeah. And like whenever there's lacrosse on, I'm like, a, like exactly like a Wednesday, I, I'm always going to watch it Friday night. I'll even watch it six 30, nice little pregame, but I, I, I have a take. I have a, I have a, some might say it's even a hot take. If you watched Bucknell versus Mercer, I'll give it to you. You like lacrosse more than me. You are the biggest lacrosse fan of all time. I'll give you that title. I mean, I, I, I can't sit through that. I had better things to do. Um, I got a personal life. Um, I, got, I, got, I got things to do, but I, you protect the lacrosse community. I'll see your takes on Twitter. I'll give you a like. I'll give you a retweet even if it's good, but I'm not going to be watching Mercer Bucknell. Not now. Not in February. Maybe in March. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe, in maybe, large, maybe. It's it's got to be it's it's got to be like a just maybe like you had plans that canceled last minute and now it's like well fuck what do I do now? Um, Sean Goldsmith better put on like a tour Tom performance and I'll I'll tune in. Yeah, like I mean, even like the slate for this coming weekend. So I guess you know we can talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, like you you've got. Duke and Manhattan, I, I think that's kicking off tonight. So, well, yep. tonight, we're recording on Thursday, but released on Friday. Probably probably no reason for anyone to watch that one. I, I don't even know if you're able to watch that one. Um, Jasper's in a route. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Jasper's in a route. <laughs> Jas- I'll take Jasper's in the over. <laughs> I got to be honest. I had no idea that that was Manhattan's uh, mascot. You, I, I, I kind of, I, I pieced it together, but you could have said anything right there, and I would have just went along with it because I have no <laughs> idea what they are. But I guess you learn something new every day. Um, the, the funny thing is, I, I put out like, if anybody wants to do the goalie challenge, because I'm trying to do the goalie challenge. I had so many kids from Manhattan Jasper set me up. I was like, I don't know if I don't want no, no disrespect, but I'm trying to look for like a Brendan O'Neill to embarrass my life. Yeah, you'd probably have to bring your own balls for that one. Um, not, not sure if Manhattan's rolling around with some pearls. Um, I mean, like Hopkins, Towson, that, it's always like a, a good, good yeah. game to watch. Um, but then, I don't know, just, just looking around, some of these games just doesn't really do much for me. Like Maryland, Loyola will be tight, sure, but is Maryland probably going to – I don't know. I, I, I usually doubt Loyola a little bit too much. Um, I can point out the games that like I think I think I'll be I'll be tuning tuning in for you know check checking in on I think Friday night I actually like the Friday night slate a little bit I got I, I got to tell you because I do like those those early five o'clock six o'clock games because they finish by eight you go hit the bars it's a nice little pregame North Carolina Richmond is watchable I like that Towson Hopkins I like you know what I'm excited for this is a game I watch every single year. Providence College Friars versus the versus the Brian Bears or whatever the mascot's name is. It's 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 the uh, like battle for the uh, Ocean State. It's always wild. I I love that game. I watch it every year. It's so fucking random. Is that but, like it's bizarre? It, it I mean that's just that's just northeast northeast lags for you. Um, yeah. So so what's what's the rivalry series at right now? Like where who who typically has the edge in that one? You know, I, I'm a prov. I'm low key a Providence fan, low low key. But Bryant kind of owns Providence. Yeah, owns. Yeah, I don't know the last time Providence won. Providence quality hockey team with Providence. Uh, I think they won the national championship in 2015. Uh, so good shout memory. Out to, shout out to the Friar. Uh, pro- probably gonna have to fact check me on that one. But I'm no, it's, sure yeah, it's right. Yeah. My sister went to Providence. That's why. Okay. All right. Well, that, that all, now it's all coming together. It all clicks. It all clicks. I mean, I think like Vermont, Utah, that that's going to be, I, I like that just because uh, one, you know, I, I think that both of those teams are, are around the same, same caliber, but also I think that that's just going to be an unbelievable uh, uniform matchup. I, I think that those, those colors, those, those jerseys are going to go together real well, make for a, make for a nice visual uh, if you turn up to watching that one, um, yeah, take the over and close your eyes. No, no, no. Keep keep your eyes open though, because it's gonna be, it's gonna be a nice. Take the over, close your eyes. <laughs> no, but you want to see the uniforms, Dukes. No, but you want you just want to. Take, <laughs> I'm not backing down from this. 
Uh, uh, that is an aesthetically pleasing game. Yeah, I, I would love for Georgetown Hopkins to just be an absolute dick kicking. Would love if Georgetown just curb stomps them. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, that, that, that Will Bowen, Joey Epstein matchup would be fun to watch. I, I think it's about time that, like, because Georgetown's been one of those teams that they were flirting with irrelevancy for a little while. And then they've been on this this nice little upward trajectory. Um, you know, obviously they they've been losing a few key guys to graduation, but I still think that that program um, is is in a really good spot moving forward. And Hopkins has been that team that's been on this this downward trajectory. Um, now potentially, I mean, yeah, are, are they top twenty? Sure. Do they deserve to be maybe just by name? So like, this would be like a good little spot where it's like, all right, Georgetown can just like outclass this team. And then we can stop pretending to care about Hopkins for a little while. Yeah. And also looking, looking at that, uh, looking at that Sunday slate also is the Duke Jacksonville game. I'm keeping my eye on. Cause I think that's a, um, that's, that's like a make like believer or pretender sort of game was Jacksonville just a fluke or are they kind of competitive? Can they, t- I, I mean, personally, if I was, I don't know what the spread is, but I would be looking at Jacksonville spread on that one. Um, I think they could, I think they could keep it close. I think Jack, Joey Galloway's club plays very hard for him. Yeah. I, I think or John Galloway. I'm sorry. Yeah. We know where you're, I, I think that uh, Galloway might have to, like sneak his way into the net for that game <laughs> if if they want to keep that one close. Um, so come on, I mean the Dolphins. I, the Dolphins fight hard for the kid. All right, well, well, here we go. I mean, uh, this 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 Luke Milliken for uh, for for Jack. I mean, he had 17 saves against 28 shots against uh, Hopkins. Pretty mm-hmm. pretty pretty solid first outing for him. So and then plus. I mean, it kind of depends on on if uh you know if if Duke how how much they play all their all their stallions in the first game of their weekend against Manhattan. Maybe 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 Nanowski gets a little greedy. He keeps his starters in for a little too long. They come in, they're a little tired. They don't play as much against Jacksonville. Jacksonville can keep it a little tight. Who knows? Crazier things have happened. Um, Where's that game? But you, I can't tell where that game is because this is this uh, is key. To my theory, I, I, I'd, I'd imagine that both of those teams are probably going to Duke. I, I, yeah, I yeah, they are. I was gonna say, and that if Duke was going, because Duke maybe they just want to take a trip to Florida, get the boys down there. I was gonna be like, yeah, Duke but I mean, they're in North Carolina, so they've got some pretty solid weather right now. Anyway, yeah. plus, plus, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I I just can't see like Manhattan and Jacksonville putting Duke on their schedule and be like, oh yeah, and then also you guys have to come to us. Duke would be like, uh, what the <laughs> fuck? No way. <laughs> Get out of here. We didn't even know you existed until your AD just called. <laughs> They're like, we're doing you a favor. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, like again, like good, good games, sure. Uh, like a few matchups in there that are like – probably not worth your time watching but that's february lacrosse and that's where we're at and you know i I think uh you know we're it's just going to take a few weeks to really to really feel like lacrosse season but at the end of the day it's just nice to have it back um i'm so excited for this year it'll actually it'll really start it'll really start to feel like lacrosse season one 
I always have to wait until the Super Bowl is over. Like once the Super, then I'm like, okay, now it's spring. Um, but also once once the Ivies get going, like that's that's when it's truly totally. cross season. Um, so still, you know, a, c- a couple weeks away from that. But uh, I mean, in the meantime, you've you've got a nice little slate here, uh, dudes. You got any? Look, yeah, I've at- won. I've won requests for the listeners out there, the real lax rats, the lax heads that watch all these games. Oh, well, all right, hold up. Time out. Give, give me your request. But I was going to ask you, do you have a, a lock of the week? Oh, go. Yeah. Go with your you, request. Well, my request is going to be like, if any of these games are really good and you're like, Hey, idiots, you guys got to tune in here. There's, there's some good lacrosse coming out. Tag us at the crease dive. We'll watch. Yes. We'll throw up some memes. We'll talk about it for a little bit. Just, t- just tag us. Let us know. It's hard. I, I got to watch like 22 games through 1 to 3 p.m. So just let me know. And now I'm going to look. I, got some, I always got some locks. I'm going to take – I'm going to – this is this is a hard bet, so don't take this one. Providence plus two and a half. Love. I got one lock. Hey, me two teams it. that I talked about – when I, when, I when I said take the over and close your eyes before, I really meant it. Take your open your eyes though, and take this. Vermont and Utah over twenty three and a half. Absolutely love it. I think that this is just going to be an up and down. I think the total is way too low. It's going to be an up and down shooters fest. Love, love, love it. And then if you if you're feeling a little spicy, this is one that I also like for Friday. If you're just with the boys, you're pregaming, bumping down some natural lights, Bud Lights, whatever your preference is. Thousand plus two and a half. I think Johns Hopkins is a joke. I love that. I love that. Uh, I mean, Towson's also had a, had a few down years, but I, I do I do love that. Um, I'm gonna go uh, my my lock of the week. I'm I'm gonna stick to games that I, I'll actually watch. Um, just because. So I, I guess give me the Terps. Yeah. Covering covering against Loyola. I think they come out here, assert some dominance, and uh, you know the, I think think that they they prove themselves to be the one true team in the state of Maryland. Nobody keep track of these bets. <laughs> Nobody keep track of these bets. Unless, not unless only only yeah. keep track of the ones that win. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's just the winners. I've never lost, so just the winners. And uh, yeah, I mean that that'll that'll do it for the uh, opening week of the crease dive. So we had week zero of college. I guess you could technically call that week one of college lacrosse. So week two of college lacrosse, but week one of the crease dive being back. Uh, listen, hey, go on out there. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the crease dive. Uh, make sure all your friends are following. Make sure you subscribe, resubscribe to the podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple. Um, let the boys know that you're listening. And uh, again, don't, don't keep track of any of those bets unless we win. Uh, any, any closing, any closing thoughts here, Dukes heading into the weekend? Looking for a social media guy. Oh, yep. Yeah. Looking for a social media guy, college age, right out of college. Anyone that follows the game, looking for you to shoot me in, uh, a DM or the crease driver DM. I'll give it a look. Send me whatever you got. And yeah. Who do you have in the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I, I can't go against Joe Streisty. I said this. Someone was like, are you, are you like the Rams? You got to take the Rams. It's like, maybe that might, that might be the smart play. But if I have to root against Joe Burrow, I'm, I'm like, I just won't have any fun doing it. So I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I'm betting on the Bengals. Oh, my God. He's so fucking cool. He's so uh, yeah. cool. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die. Yeah. All right.